Welcome to the X-Men Roundtable, an amazing group of divorced men who show up each week to a candid and short discussion about life after divorce from our various and unique experiences. I'm Jason Blount. Thank you for joining me and my friends Peter Hobler, Dustin Drun, Larry McGinnis, and Stuart Young. Here we walk shoulder to shoulder with other divorced dads simply trying to do one right thing after another as we share about relationships, fatherhood, ex-spouses, mindset, and much more. This is the X-Men Roundtable. Yeah. And we come up with these great nuggets and then we're like, damn it, we missed right. it. There we go. You know, maybe, so, maybe we should hit that button. Like as soon as we, uh, as soon as someone oh, says, uh, as what do you want to talk about? Yeah. <laughs> ser- yeah. Seriously. Like that's, that's the thing. This is where we are going with this particular conversation. We're talking about age, wisdom versus passion and enthusiasm and energy of the younger generation and how the two things can dovetail into each other, how we can both help each other. They, they give us that passion and energy and that courage like through, you know, just being around them. But we can, we can give them the wisdom of age and experience and failure and success um, that we've been through and we've experienced and we've witnessed potentially. And so the, the generations should really be working together to get the best out of each other. And that's how this conversation has started. And... I was just mentioning how Tony Robbins says we should um, we we usually overestimate what we can get done in a year. We get too enthusiastic about something, yeah, I get it, and we and then we fail. But we underestimate what we can get in, done in ten years, and that's because if we're consistent and persistent, we usually get to where we're going. It just takes a bit longer than we thought and expected, or or we dreamed of. And so everybody here in this group has got multiple decades ahead of them hopefully i'm crossing my fingers for those that are just listening um and that we should just it, it, you don't need to have a massive ambition we're not trying to we're not trying to be the next you know elon musk or bill gates or mahatma gandhi or someone which it's just like whatever your ambition is it might be quite small just keep going for it because you don't know where what 10 years is going to deliver for you I was thinking as you're talking, Stuart, um, you know, we, we're, this is a divorced men's panel, right? And so when you get divorced, you think, you know, all the things that you've built to this point in your life have been like erased or like you got to start over again. And so you have this new line that you have to start from. And that's really not the case. I mean, it's easy to think that way. I think for me, I thought, well, now I have to start all over again. I have to start from whatever, you know? And as I've come to kind of live my life these last couple of few years here, I've realized that I have a lot of things that I draw from that you're not starting from scratch. You're using the wisdom that you were just talking about to kind of propel yourself forward into the next chapter of your life that, you know, hopefully will be better than the last chapter or more, um, you know, filled with more wisdom and, and, uh, you know, all the stuff that you've kind of accumulated over time. So I think it's, 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 for me, it's just been like, you know, this isn't starting over. This is a continuation. You know, this is something, you know, you get to kind of, maybe you change lanes, you know, out of a being a married person, but now you're just in this different 
we'll call it an express lane really <laughs> for me, you know, like I get to change lanes and do something that I didn't do before, take the, the road less traveled for, for what I thought I was going to do um, or how I thought life was going to turn out or whatever. But now I get to do whatever, you know, it's a blank slate. Now I get to change, change. And so I think going forward in, in, in this conversation, at least, um, I look at things like this as an opportunity to find growth and change and evolve and all of those, you know, great things that we hope for. Um, but also realizing that I'm not a young person anymore, like we were talking about at the top of this, like, um, I, I kind of listed off a number of people that have gotten started and successful later in life, like <clears throat> Ray Kroc and Martha Stewart and who else, whoever else I listed, um, Sam Walton. So there is no like hard and fast rule about you have to be young to be, you know, innovative and have that, you know, drive and that passion. I think you can use that, those experiences if you choose to. Um, it, again, we always talk about choice to elevate yourself. I mean, you can be 65 years old and, and decide to start a brand new thing, right? Like I'm going to do, I'm going to change. I'm going to, you know, try something I've never tried before. I'm going to be an innovator. I'm going to, you know, there's a niche in that too. Like it's 65 years old. How can I serve more people? You talked about mattering to people. How am I going to matter to those people? You know, how can I make a difference in those people's lives? And, and a couple of weeks ago, we talked about what's the meaning of success. And I felt like we kind of, we didn't record that time, but we talked about it. And, and I think that is the measure of success is how did you make a difference? You know, the Brandon Bouchard thing you were just saying, what are the three things? Did I live? Did I love? Did I matter? Yeah. And so if you can answer those questions on a daily basis, I think, um, you know, that's, I think that's the measure on a small scale of, of, your, you know, your success as, as a being on this planet, you know, um, your time is limited on this planet. So did I live, did I love, and did I matter in that time? You know, I, I would recommend uh, asking someone else if you matter, because they're going to see things in you that mm. you're not going to see in yourself. Yeah. That's a, that's a really excellent point, Barry, because I remember doing that. When I started the KBV course, right, I think all of us have done this course, have we? I think all of us did. Yeah, I think so. Um, and one of those exercises was to go and ask your friends about you. What do they think of you? What are, they, what, would the, what are the words they would use to describe who you are? And I, I actually did that, and it was quite revelatory because I, I was like, people were saying, you know, whatever, something about me. I'd be like, really? That's the way? Ah, okay. I mean, like a nice, nice positive thing. It's like, oh, that's that's really interesting. I didn't, I, I don't think of myself in that way, but obviously, other people do think of me in that way. So that's a good exercise. Yeah, and other people are going to be much more objective of us. We're much more subjective mm. of ourselves. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah they're, and they're seeing stuff that are on our blind spots, right? We can't see certain things. We just, oh, yeah. we've hidden it from ourselves subconsciously, or we've never been aware of it. And other people are very aware of it. And they, they can point it out to us in a kind, considerate, positive way, even if it's criticism, then we can take it on board and, and learn something about ourselves. And yeah, uh, what do you do with that information? 
Sorry, go ahead, Peter. I was just going to say, to me, this whole conversation has to do, we were talking about this before we pressed record, has to do with really the law of attraction, which I was on an earlier Zoom call this morning, and we were talking about that. And just a very simple example. How many times has somebody said to each and every one of us, they'll want us to do something. And at the end, when you're leaving, they'll say, don't forget. Well, the irony of saying it that way and there's a study done by the university of uh, my Harvard university at some point when you say don't forget the only word that registers subconsciously with your brain is the word forget mm-hmm. so whenever somebody says don't forget i'll say no i will remember that's yeah the word so the brain works on it's what what am i doing what's the doing word and what's the subject they're the first two aspects of the way that our brain works the doing the verb the doing word and then the subject and so the doing word in that context, what you just said, was forget. That's the doing word. That's a doing thing. And right. the subject is remembering or, you know, the milk. If you, I, I actually have this. I had this in my course many, many years ago about this. Don't forget the milk was the something that my mum used to say to me. Go and get some this, that, and the other from the shop for me quickly. And I'd run up the road to the shop, get some bread, get some milk, get some of this, get some of that, blah, blah, blah. But you know what we'd run out of was the milk. So she'd say, okay, off you go then. But don't forget the milk. What would I come back with? I'd come back <laughs> with the bread and everything else and no milk. Because I'm all my, my subconscious brain is going, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm forgetting. That was the doing word. Oh. What, what's the subject? The milk. <laughs> so the best thing to do is go, hey, right, you're on your way. You're going? Great. Remember the milk. Whatever you do, remember the milk. Now the now the doing word is remember, and it's uh, that, that, uh, that kind of that kind of goes hand in hand with uh, like your your brain can't process negatives or something along those lines. It's like, like right. don't yeah. think of an yeah. elephant. Yeah, don't think of an elephant. Don't stand so, on one leg. Yeah. Well, okay, if I don't stand on one leg, what am I doing? Am I standing on two legs? Am I kneeling? Am I sitting? <laughs> what am, I, am I lying down? There's no because the brain's just going to go off, right? So it, it needs a positive action, not a negative action. It can't deal with negative action because there's an infinite amount of negative actions that you can do, right? Don't don't stand on one leg could mean a million things. But if you say, make sure you stand on one leg, there's only one meaning, isn't there? Stand on one leg. So you have to make, in linguistics, you have to make positive verbs for, for actions, for doing something. So when you're talking with somebody, it's in NLP, they're, they're very careful to make sure that they use words in the right way and the syntax is correct so that the, the order of the words is right and that they use positive actions for things they want and they and they they don't do negative actions for things they don't want they basically negate it in a different way but it's a brilliant point peter it, and it's so true oh, and, oh my gosh i just had a thought apparently it was fleeting um It'll come back to me in a minute. <laughs> it will. It will come back to you yes, in a moment. I did not forget. I'm going to remember. <laughs> you are remembering right now. Going back to the law of attraction thing, Peter, like, you know, I was mentioning to a friend of mine the other day about the words that we use are energy and the thoughts that we, you know, thoughts are energy that turn into words that turn into energy, right? So in actions and manifestation and all of those things. And so I told my friend, I said, uh, I really want you to think about your self-talk, the words that you use in your self-talk, 
because those are the things that show up in, even if you don't say them, but even if you just think them, they'll start to show up in your life. And so bringing it back into the law of attraction conversation, you, you do attract what you are. And so when you start thinking of yourself and using the words that are, you know, disparaging or, you know, uh, just the things that you think you become. And so don't think those things and, and start using power words, start using positive, you know, things. Um, instead of saying, I always do, I always forget the milk. No, you don't, you don't always, you're, you remember, you know, you're, you're a great shopper, you're whatever, whatever it is, but, but, um, you know, and then bringing it all the way back to you, Larry, and the, the first conversation that we were having is like, it goes all the way back to, yes, I'm an older person, but I'm an innovator. I am a person of influence. I'm a person with experience. I bring this to the table. I am ready to take on the next challenge. I've prepared my whole life to this point to take on the next thing that's coming, right? So if you're talking about a coaching client or if you're talking about your, your partner, your kids or whatever, your business, your clients, I mean, those are the things you want to make an impact. You want to matter to people like that. Then you have to matter to yourself and you have to like be that person for you so that you can spread that light out and people will be attracted to that. People will come to you because of that. You become the light that people come to like bugs in the night, right? Like, so if you can do that, you will find you won't ask the questions. You won't ask, you won't be, have self-doubt about if you mattered or, you know, can I do this? Because the answer is yes, you can. Mm -hmm. Yes, you do. You know, but you have to, you have to exude that. You have to be that. And we've talked about that a lot of times in these last few recordings. And, and, you know, after a divorce, yeah, you're, you're down and you're sad and you're, you've changed and, you know, things, how will things ever look again and whatever, but, you know, this is a, it's, it's a chance for you to learn and grow and, and look for the, the points of where you can evolve and grow into the next part of, you know, the next version of yourself that we always talk about, but it starts with that thought and that thinking and that, you know, I got this kind of thinking, you know, like this is, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm, you know, and does it, is it the chicken and the egg thing where you're like, am I happy or does happiness have to find me first? And like, no, you have to, you have to be grateful and you have to find things to be happy about and small thing. We, this is, I mean, <laughs> you could go really granular about all this and, and find, you know, the smallest things, but it all starts with, with the decision that we always talk about, about who am I going to be today? How am I going to be mm. better? Like, you know, that whole I think that's the word deciding right there. Yeah. And believing. Believing. Yeah, absolutely. And I remember what I was going to say earlier. Great. And uh, one of my favorite things that I'll, for example, one of my sisters has said to me, I would share something. I would be getting excited about it that I wanted to do, create. She's, oh, that's not realistic. <laughs> and to me, realism, being realistic is all in one's mind yeah. right up here. Because it's not it's not in her reality. That's right. <laughs> no, yeah. well, but she doesn't realize she's 
she has a limited mindset, obviously, but she's also, if I listen to her, I'm limiting my own self and limiting my own belief. And it's just, mm. it's one of those things when I hear somebody saying that, whether it's to me or somebody else, it sort of drives me crazy. I'm like, don't listen to that. <laughs> I mean, if, if an Elon Musk or a Henry Ford or Andrew Carnegie, mm. you know, whomever, if, if they had listened to the naysayers, and we, I'm sure there were many in their lives, we wouldn't have so much in this world today. Mm. And who, who that maybe, let, let's pick on somebody in history that started pre, like with kind of nothing and then made some an amazing empire, right? Whoever they are, it doesn't matter who they are. I'm not going to pick on anybody, but whoever they are, when they were down in that lowly position, just growing up or something, and they maybe had a dream about something and they maybe shared it with somebody, their teacher or a friend or their parents or their whatever. And maybe somebody said to them, yeah, yeah, that's a dream, right? It's, you're just dreaming. That's never going to happen. And then they, they, they had their life. And at the end of their life, they looked back and went, wow, I, not only did I do the thing that I dreamed about, I did about 100 times more that I could never even possibly have dreamed about back then. I was too young, too small, too, too limited in my thinking. But I did those things. Like, I mean, like, okay, I'm going to choose one. Bill Gates is like, his thing was like, get a computer in everybody's room, in, in everybody's house. It's real now. It's, okay, he wasn't the only one, but he started that kind of thing, didn't he? He started that kind of thinking, if I'm not wrong. Um, anyway, it's incidental. The thing is, mm. people, have, people have achieved ridiculous, unimaginably brilliant and fantastically huge things from places where nobody could have possibly imagined that they would get there. So that means that anybody else can as well. Mm. You don't need to be born with it. You don't need to have a billion dollars in the bank to start yourself off. You can start with nothing, and you can get to the highest places that anyone's ever got to in history. Absolutely. Because there are plenty of examples of people doing that. Absolutely. And so, so if, if you are out there listening or watching this, just believe that that is possible for you, potentially. I mean, people fail every day, but so what? Yeah. Just go for it. Yeah. I mean, the, the names are popping into my mind. Richard Branson, Dean Graciosi, Tony Robbins, Abraham Lincoln. I mean, it goes on and on and on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So many of those There's people. Some of those people at a young age had teachers that said, oh, you are stupid. You're never going to amount to anything. Mm. And to that point, you know, uh, it's how you talk to your kids, you know, and those of us, you know, the younger the kid start yep. at day one, because uh, that uh, that's the stuff that that molds, that physically molds your brain into certain neural pathways. And that's that'll help grease the wheels as far as uh, getting the desired results, desired life results. Yeah. Well, and, and it, it's important to get clarity on what those results are. What, what do you want in your life? When I was younger, nobody ever even brought that up. It sort of went, <laughs> yeah. went like this. Yeah. yeah you're, what you're, you're being asked when you're 16, what do you want to do with your life? I don't know. 
Come on, nobody, asked, Steve. nobody ever asked me that. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure. <laughs> that out. was my point. Still, literally, we're still trying to figure it out right now. We're in our fifties. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Now, a very, very wise person said once, um, "Be the person today that the future you depends on." Oh, yeah. You're dusting something. Uh, like that. Uh, was, yeah, wise guy. Uh, not a wise guy, you know. <laughs> not, not a wise guy. A wisdom guy. Wisdom wise. guy. <laughs> a wisdom guy. Great. Because yeah. we were talking about wisdom earlier, right? Mm-hmm. And so, and so that's the that's the key message for me from this recording is think about what is that ambition that you have. Crazy as it might seem right now, just have it anyway. Just give yourself that. Have that ambition, and then go. What would be the very first step I would have to make? kind of like now to, and tomorrow to start even like the tiniest step to start the ball rolling to get to that place. And it, that place might be 10 years away, might be 20 years away, right? You, 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 we underestimate what we can get done in a decade. So let's call it 10 years. If that thing's 10 years away and it seems cr- crazily out of reach, what's the one thing that you can do today or tomorrow that would be the very tiniest first step towards it? because that future you depends on you making that step, right? Whether it's today, tomorrow, the next day, or the next week, or whatever, you need to make that very first step to get to that place. Mm-hmm. And that, that could be any tiny little thing. It could, it could be going buying a notebook to make your notes in. It could be saying something positive to your ex or your kids or a neighbor or a friend. We don't know what it is, but think about it, because those are wise words. The part, thank you. The part that that I think gets lost on a lot of people when we talk about starting like that, at least, you know, while you were speaking of those, speaking those words, Stuart, you think about the beginning, right? Like, okay, well, I'm going to create this inertia, this momentum. I'm going to create that movement, this trajectory that I'm trying for. And the part that gets kind of muddy is that middle part. Like when you're in the middle of it, like you don't, you don't think about it in the very beginning. You're like, I can't wait to get, you're so gung ho. And then, you know, a month into it, you're like, F this, this sucks. I hate this. This is, I'm not good at this. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't how I envisioned it. This is hard. You know, I'm not even enjoying this, is, this now. I'm not having fun. This isn't what I, you know, this isn't how I saw this working out. Right. And it's important to remember that that's part of the process. It's part of the growth period. And the pro- like, you don't, like we've talked about, you don't go to the gym one day and all of a sudden you're, you know, ripped. It takes work. It takes dedication and commitment. Tony Robbins calls it Kanai, constant, never-ending improvement, right? And before you know it, at the end of that decade that you talked about before, about underestimating what you can do in a decade, you look back and say, I worked at this for this long a period of time and it sucked. It felt like it was like going through hell all the time. But look at me now. Look at what I can handle now. Look what I'm um, capable of that I wouldn't have thought of myself capable of a 10 years ago or a month ago or whatever. Look at if you're using the gym analogy, look what I can lift now. You know, look how far I can run, how fast I can run. Look at and it is hard work. And you have to remember that these aren't just magic words that show up. These are blood, sweat, and tears things that show that you have to put effort, physical, manual labor into. Mental labor, physical, 
things. Emotional labor, yeah. Emotional too. things. Like it's 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 all about the you know, the pragmatic part of you, the actual rubber meeting the road and you physically doing the things that you don't want to getting up in the morning and like handling your shit on a daily basis. Like you can't just wish it into existence. You have to become that person. Look, nobody became Tony Robbins didn't become Tony Robbins because he thought about it one day and go, I'm going to stand in front of millions of people. He worked his ass off to get to who that person is today. Same with any of those people, like the people that we just talked about that have success, the coaches that, you know, I think Tony Robbins had like 20 people in his room the first time he ever did a thing, right? Um, you know, Ray Kroc's idea of, of creating a franchise out of McDonald's was laughed at in the beginning. Like, like no, that won't work. I'm sure Elon Musk, uh, his idea of creating this company of Tesla was like way out of the, you know, completely like outer space talk, right? Like, Bill, Bill Gates, like, what are you talking about? A computer is the size of a house. What do you mean it's going to be in everybody's house? What does that mean, right? So they these examples that I'm giving you, I mean, they all had to start from somewhere, like you were saying, Stuart, and they had to figure it out along the way. They had to do the math. They had to figure, you know, evolve and grow and change, and they became these people. Now, if you talk to any of these people today that are still alive, they'd probably look at you and say, I'm still in the process of growing. I'm not where I want to be. This isn't the end. This isn't, I haven't achieved all that I want to achieve. This is the process. But we as the outsiders look at them and go, wow, what a massive success you are. What an amazing achievement you've, you've done. And they would say, thank you, probably, but I'm not done. This isn't, this isn't the, you know, I'm not, I'm not there yet. You know, I'm a work in progress as we all are. Right. So my point in all of this is, yeah, I mean, it's great to have the idea in the beginning to start, but you've got to maintain that that energy. You've got to maintain that vision and that goal. And it's not always easy. It's going to be hard. Like, you know, you can imagine yourself having, you know, 10,000 coaching clients. Well, you got to start with one. <laughs> start with one and have that grow to two. And then you got to, how do you get those people? How do you refer, you know, how do you build that? empire that dynasty if you will well you got to do the dirty work you got to figure out how to get in front of people you got to hone your craft you got to get better become a better coach or a better dad or a better whatever a better realtor you have to learn how to do those things and at the end of that time period when you know let's say you're if there's a time period you can look back and say wow i'm so much more um adept at handling the things that showed up in my life because I grew into those things. And now look at me, I'm this person who I have changed into. And it didn't happen like magic. It happened with a lot of work, right? So that's the thing that I would tell people that are listening to this, if they're thinking, oh, someday magically it's going to just show up. No, it's going to show up because you have to continually put yourself, put effort into it and continually try to look for the changes that are possible right? Like I'm always doing that. I think all of us are doing that. We're always trying to like get to the next spot. Like where's like your frogger, like where's the next opportunity here? And if you're not doing that, then okay, that's fine. Take a rest, take a break. But if that's your last, if that's where you want to stop, cool. But then don't bitch about it when you don't, when you aren't gonna, you know, if that's where you want to be, then that's great. 
congratulations. But if you're looking for the next spot to jump to, you can get there. And I would say, learn to enjoy. <laughs> yeah, mic drop. <laughs> learn to enjoy that journey. Because yes. what, don't make your whole life arduous. Yes. Just, just, just accept that. Accept what Justin just said. Accept all of those things are going to happen. If they, if at one point they don't happen, wow, a bonus, brilliant. It was easier than you thought. Great, well done. But just enjoy all of it. Just like go, do you know what? That didn't quite work out as I planned. But you know what? I enjoyed the journey. Now I'm going to learn. It's difficult. I feel a bit bad. I feel a bit deflated. You know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna get excited, enjoy, and enjoy the next part of the journey. Allow yourself to be deflated. It's, it's okay. It's okay to go. Oh my god, I feel like crap now. It's okay to do that for a bit, and then just go right. Well, when the time's right, maybe a week, maybe two, whatever, maybe an hour. I'm going to pick myself up and go right. What's the next part of this journey? What's the next part? Because you know, going up a hill, you stumble a few times. You don't just go. I stumbled. Right, that's it. Go back down the hill. Not going again. Not doing it anymore. No, you stumble and you go, right, I'm going to look out for that, those rocks. I'm going to look out for that little bit of grass that looks like it's solid, but it's not. I'm going to look out for this and this and this and this and this. And you're going to find your way to the top of the hill. So just learn to just go, it's okay to be, it's okay to feel bad. And then I'm going to start enjoying the next bit. Anything else from, from every, because we're going to sign off now because we're way over time, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm good. I think I, said it i think you know i think uh yeah i think my takeaway if i'm going to leave with with anything is just that again we're all we're we are all a work in progress mm. and um i loved what you said about enjoying the process and being grateful for the journey because that is mm. the success part right there yeah. you know if you can be grateful for the journey and enjoy it along the way then you are successful i mean uh yeah, we. Yeah. We're always, the, we're always the end of the journey is, you know, dead. Well, you that's get to it. the top of the mountain, and then you look for the next mountain to climb, <laughs> that's right? Morbid. Like, yeah, that's right. So, so that means you're not done with the journey. You're not. Yeah. You're never done with the journey. Like, the, 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 there's a view. As soon as you get above the smallest level on a hill, there's a view, right? You can look out. There's a view, and then you go a little bit higher up, further up, and there's another view. You can see a little bit more, and you go a little bit further, and so on, and so on, and so on. The best view might be at the very, very top of the mountain. And then as Larry just says, you go, oh, my God, look what I can see in the distance. I can see a higher mountain. That's going to have a better view. I'm going to go there now. So there's always a view to be had if you stop and experience the view. If you stop and turn around and go, effectively, look at where I've come from. I can see this. I've got a bigger view now. I've got a bigger picture of what's where I am and what I've done. And, then, and enjoy that moment. Take the time to enjoy that moment. And then start the journey again to get to the next view. Absolutely. It's a bloody a fantastic experience we're having, right, life. It's trillions to one of us ever being mm. here. If you, if you calculate all the, you know, all the interactions that have got to happen through history for you to get here, for your mum and dad to have met, for your grandparents to have met, for their grandparents to have met, and so on back... For you to be here is trillions upon trillions upon trillions to one, and you're here. Bloody hell. Enjoy it. <laughs> I like that. Love it. What do you got, well, Peter? Wrap, wrap, wrap us up. up. 
Well, you want me to wrap this up? All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, down to you now. So I think uh, just reflect on what we've been talking about. Think about the law of attraction. Get clear on what you really want. There's that clarity thing again. Think about, as Stu threw out there, um, you know, what's the next step, that first step, the next step that you can take to get the inertia going, to start to create that energy. And perspective. Perspective is huge. Even when the going gets tough, and it will always get tough at some point, think about how you can shift your perspective so you can be grateful, if nothing else, for what you're learning from the hardships, hardships, from the lessons that you're going through, and take it all to heart in a positive, positive way. And things will turn out better than you ever imagined most of the time. Beautiful. Awesome. Thanks and everyone. With that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll I'll sign us off then. I'll say, hey, thanks everyone for joining us on the X Men Roundtable today, and and uh, we hope to see you another time. See you guys next time. See you guys, guys. Love that. Well, I'd say that's a wrap. We hope that our time together has inspired you, lifted you up, and given you hope. We all know how difficult divorce is, and so we believe it's important to share these things and let you know that you're not alone. As a man, as a father, as a human being, it matters how you show up in this world. So hang in there. Now, if you like what you got out of this episode, please be sure and hit the subscribe button below and leave us a comment or review. Oh, and please be sure to recommend it to a friend as well. Now, for more information about this episode and about us X-Men, simply check out the episode description. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or just want to drop us a comment or a question, you can reach us at thexmenroundtable at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you and we'll support you in any way that we can. Now, until next week, friends, this has been the X-Men Roundtable.